Adventures, everybody. I'm Melissa Bonzak, and welcome to episode 93 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with authors you should be reading. It is Thursday, March 11th, 2021. And if you're watching on video, you may notice a new logo behind me. Oops, I'm pointing the wrong way. It's somewhere. There we go. I had to look at the screen. That is from caricature artist Kevin Van Heining. He's also an excellent actor. I will have a link to him in the show notes. I need to ask him. I may have to update that. <laughs> I'm not sure what his business address is, but if it's not on there, just ask and I can put you in touch with him. <laughs> and let's see, today on the show, I am not talking books, but I am talking with an author. I'm chatting with Carrie Peck, one of my favorite horror writers. Uh, besides horror, she also writes LGBT time travel romance which sounds like a lot, but it's really good. And yeah, during COVID, she started a soap making business and her soaps are vegan and cruelty-free and they smell great and they lather like crazy. And we chat about soap making and it's a great show. So have a listen and I will see you after. Oh, I'm so excited to have Carrie back again on the show. She has been on like several times. So if you're a regular, regular listener, you will recognize her, maybe. Her hair's a little bit different. It was closer to your color last time. That's right. That's right. Yeah, if you're watching on video, it's kind of um um lavender. Yeah. It's several colors because the blonde here is a little yellow. So yeah, right, for just a right. pale, I love the lavender. I really want to do a lavender color or a very pale blue. If you're watching on video, you can see my brand new logo right behind me, kind of the color of her jeans. <laughs> I've seen, who did I see yesterday? Um, oh, 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 that actress. Uh, <laughs> there was an actress on TV. I can't remember who, but she had um, pale blue and it was just gorgeous. Anyway, so if you are joining us, welcome Carrie. <laughs> now Carrie is normally an author. She has written some outstanding LGBT time travel romance. I mean, she had me at each of those things. I'm like, oh my God, you put all three together. That's fantastic. And also horror, uh, a Christmas story. And it takes place in St. Augustine. And I'm in St. Augustine for the lighting of the Christmas lights in the town square and realized that I'm in the beginning of her horror story. And I was a little freaked out. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not even a little. No, scared. don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. It was a lot of fun. So you make soap now. And I wish that everybody could smell me. I used your peach with the exfoliating this morning and oh, my skin smells so great. Yes, I you, that one. Yeah, I had to remake it. I was got sold out, so I remade it again. Awesome. Yeah, if you can't, if you're not watching on video, I, I'm sorry you're not. And there's like uh, four different colors, and it's got a peach and kind of a white and kind of a sand color, and then then a light, a light black, light gray. Yeah, and it's got and it's got all kind. Is it ground peach pits? Yeah, it's uh, apricot seed, so it's the pit ground up really fine. So it's it's a good texture. Um, yes. If you want a little more scrubbing on your skin when you wash, um, it's really good for that. My husband uses it. He's a, he works in auto part sales, and he comes home with 
um, hydraulic fluid and God knows what else on his hands. And he, he uses, uh, you know, he uses like a wipe and then he comes in and scrubs the rest of it off with that. So it's really oh, good. Oh yeah, it's great. I love it. Use it on my feet because I have horrible mm-hmm. calluses yeah. on my feet, even during the winter, you know, when everybody has these nice, soft, wonderful feet because your feet are in socks. No, that's not mine. They're dry and they're scratchy and there's all these layers peeling off. And, and this has just been wonderful for them. Yes. Great. Really wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, yeah, oh. I, I have a lot of fun with it and, and using a more natural soap and granted I use, you know, colors and fragrances in mine. So it's not like pure, you know, hundred percent, like not using anything. If you're, if you've got allergies and things, you want to read the ingredients on a natural soap, but it's so much more clean and, and, and free of a lot of this, a lot of the stuff that bulk manufacturers use to make their, their soaps lather really takes it out of the soap category and it becomes um, you know, kind of a, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? My brain just shut down. Oh no, don't do that while you're being interviewed. Um, but it's a detergent. It's not a soap. And there is a difference, um, legally and, and chemically that, that makes that different. And it just can be, it can be a little more irritating on the skin, um, because it's just got more stuff in it that can affect us. So. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I, I noticed that I'm not as scratchy uh since i've been using i've been using the soap i think i'm on my third bar now and uh the kids are just about ready to i asked them i said i'm gonna order more soap probably at the end of march so do y'all need more oh yes yes they're at the website checking out the different soaps and picking out which ones they want and (laughs) there's a nice variety so you go from author to soap maker um I just don't see a natural progression from one to the second, unless you write, you know, porn or something and you're like, I don't know. Feeling very dirty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, you know, honestly, I think, I think people will relate to this. I, you know, during the quarantine era um, from a year ago, when we first got in lockdown, um, even, even though things here in Florida weren't shut down for very long, um, I still wasn't, you know, doing much and I didn't have the desire or energy to write. Writing for me is very involved and it's very personal. And if I'm going through something personally, um, it's really hard for me to connect and be able to write a story the way I would want to write it. And so I really haven't been inspired to write in over a year. Um, And then in the midst of all this, my husband lost his job. We had a lot of other things going on. And I, you know, like a lot of people got into watching YouTube videos. And one day, YouTube recommends to me a soap maker. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch this. She's ridiculous. This girl is, and I say girl, cause she's 27, I think. And she's been making soap for 10 years. Um, her, her name is Katie Carson. She, her company is Royalty Soaps. I will give her a plug since she basically gave me my start. I don't even know her, but that's fine. I'm old enough to be her mom. Um, but, but I just watched this video and she was talking through how she does it. And I'd seen other YouTubers before um, try to do soap making. So it's like, I was aware of it. Um, but I just really thought, gosh, I want to try that. That looks like fun because it's a lot like if, if anyone's into like baking from scratch, it's very similar in that you have to be precise. You have to follow the directions. You've got to have your balance of ingredients right in order for it to come out properly. Um, but it's more scientific. It's a little on the dangerous side. And um, so it, it kind of speaks to both my creativity, but also kind of that problem solving scientific side of me that I have. And um, I, the, after my first batch is like, I want to do more of this. And the problem is with soap, 
you can't possibly use it all ever when you start making it like crazy. You have, I mean, and I thought I'm just, I'll just sell it to my friends and family and see how it goes. And so some of my earliest practice batches, I sold to friends and family just to say, Hey, you know, um, if you want some of this, here it is at a really, you know, discounted price. And then once I got more comfortable, then I started actually making batches with the intent of selling them and raised my prices and that sort of thing. But, um, so it wasn't as illogical as it sounds, but I always say it feeds my creativity in the same way that baking does, but I don't feel like it's as complex on the decorating side. Um, you don't need as much patience of which I have none. Um, although you do still need some, uh, but there are people out there, for example, the soap maker that got me inspired to start, uh, pipes the tops of her soap and they look like cake. I mean, they, they look like something you could eat. So, um, I'm not, I have no desire to pipe anything. I've tried piping with cakes and I'd rather pipe a cake than a soap because you can eat cake, you can't eat soap. Um, but I enjoy, I enjoy playing with the colors and the fragrances and the designs. And, you know, I do all sorts of cute stuff. Like I have, this is a custom order I have on the curing rack. Someone ordered one from my cat collection. Oh, this is great. And if you're not on video, it is a teal color with a gray cat and his eyes are closed and he's got a big white nose that's an upside down heart with two whiskers on either side it is adorable these are at the cat arcade near you yeah there's a cat cafe uh here in town the witty whisker um that i had connected with before because i do cat rescue also and um i just said to her i was like look i'd be really interested in talking with you because she has a gift shop basically attached and you know would you be interested in my soaps and i'd love it if if i can give you a share of, of the profit so that it goes back into the cat rescue. And um, so she she has my soap on consignment, but I've basically given it to her at a wholesale price so that she gets a bigger percentage than normally would be with, you know, with a consignment, you usually do what, 20 to 30% or something. So she gets a good chunk of it to go back into her business and, or, and, and, if, and if there's even more left over to go back into the, the rescue that she works with, so. Nice. Yeah. This morning we had to run out to breakfast and uh, we were coming back and got takeout real quick and, and we were coming back and we drove past a cat cafe, which I didn't even know we had near us. And I thought, oh, there's one near us too. It's too bad you weren't closer because uh, you could drop in and maybe they could sell soap too. But I think by the time you shipped, you'd probably lose any profits. Actually, no. I mean, it's it, what's great is that, you know, they, these weigh roughly a quarter of a pound. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't lose it. And actually, quite honestly, I charge for shipping. I don't, I'm oh. like, I, I'm such, which is hilarious because when I shop, I'm always like, mm, I want free shipping or cheap shipping, but I'm just like, this is what shipping costs now. Shipping is not cheap. And, um, I try to keep it as low as I can. And so on my small orders, my shipping costs are a lot lower, so I don't charge as much. Um, but you know, you have to, you have to kind of cover your own, you cover your bases. And so my, my shipping, my standard shipping rate for, if you get, if you get more than four bars of soap is going to be about $8. And depending on like, if I were to ship 10 bars of soap to you, that's going to cost me $8 roughly. But if I want to ship it to California, it's going to cost, cost me closer to 10. So, you know, it, it evens itself out. I, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not stealing money. I'm not pocketing that extra. It's going back into, into shipping. Uh, if, if it's ever over the price. Anyway, I don't know why I'm making excuses. Shipping is what shipping is. It's <laughs> That's expensive true. and it's not very no. reliable right now. Yeah. When you run a business, you can't, you can't give things away. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you're watching on video, I'm going to hold up this bar of soap. I don't know if you can see it. I'm trying to hold it up this way. Okay. I'm trying to do this. This is backward. I don't know why my setup is backward. I'm so techno. 
Oh, it always throws me off. Bad. Okay. So Carrie did this fantastic set of bo of books, of bars of soap. Uh, it's been four years since I published my first June Nash novel. And uh, I wanted to do something for my listeners. So she made me these great soaps and they are multicolored swirls. I mean, it's got red and blue and green and yellow and white and it all twir swirls together. And then it's got a cut out of Cyrano, the hound dog that's the greyhound that's in the books. And uh, she's kind of sitting there looking up. So if you can, I don't know if people can see that or not. You can see it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but they're wonderful. I can, she did I those. I can send you a picture you can use if you want to include it. So yeah, can... yeah. You know, I'll, I'll include a, a link to the photo somewhere, probably on my website or something. You know, what? you just but... gave me an idea when you were holding that up, though, and you called it a book. I'm like, that mold would be perfect to make a little book shaped soap. I just had ideas. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I absolutely love that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to talk about that more. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, okay. So, soap. From the idea to shipping, what is involved and how long does it take? So from start to finish, from the moment I start making the soap until I can sell it is a minimum of four weeks. It could be up to six. It probably will be in the summer because I live in Florida and it's humid. Humidity will affect that. Um, but from, you know, I, I can, I can make, get a soap in a mold in a half an hour. I mean, I can do it really fast now, especially one like this guy, this honey soap, because it doesn't have a color design to it. This is just my base soap recipe with honey and colloidal oatmeal added in. It's got a cute little honeycomb top on it. Uh, and these are still, I just did these last weekend, I think. So these aren't even cured yet. They're not even cleaned up. They're just sitting here on my table curing. And, um, so I can make that in less than 30 minutes, but it takes, I think I'm hitting the period of the year where it's going to take me longer than 24 hours. It might take me up to two days until I can take it out of the mold and cut it and get it on the rack to cure. And then once it's on the rack to cure, it's going to take anywhere from four to six weeks. Basically what you're doing at that point, once I've taken it out of the mold, it's soap. You could, you could technically use it. The reason why you cure it for four to six weeks is to get the extra water out of it so that it'll last longer. So like these ones I showed you and they've got a little soda ash on them from the water, the, the soap reacting with the air and I can just plane that off. Whereas, whereas this one just finished curing, today was its last day and that one's ready to go and I've cleaned it up and it's all, it's all ready to go. Um, so you're just waiting for the water, the excess water to evaporate. So that's what takes all that time. But if I wanted to go and use that honey soap I just showed you that I made last weekend, it's perfectly safe to use. It's soap. It's the lye is neutralized. It's completely ready to go. Um, it just isn't going to last as long as a bar that's allowed to fully dry and cure. Ah, nice. Okay. What I really loved is, um, and I have links in the show notes to Carrie's uh, YouTube page because she has links to cutting soap and you had joked about how tranquil it was to watch these videos of people cutting soap and I found myself doing the same thing it was just like a rabbit hole I couldn't get out of one after another just watching people cut bars of soap is it how do they cut it exactly it looked like a big long thick piece of dental floss it kind of is um one of my well my first soap cutter was a cheese slicer I bought it on Amazon for $15. It's a wooden board with a little arm that's got, it's basically, it's actually, my, my cutter actually uses guitar strings. Um, my mom got me this oh, for my birthday or Christmas. I can't remember. And so like all these little wires here, mm, yeah. guitar strings. So if you listen, I could play it. 
Um, but they're all the same note, so it wouldn't, well, I replaced some recently, so they're not, but um, oh. <laughs> you guitar strings and you tighten them just like guitar strings and um, they slice right through. You can also use a knife. A lot of people use a knife or, um, I don't remember what the tool is called, but bakers use them to cut their bread. They're those little square, they look like just the, the butcher, the knife end of a butcher knife, but they're not sharp. Oh yeah. You can, just, you just need a straight surface, you know, something that's sharp enough to cut through cheese is going to cut through a, you know, two day old soap. You wouldn't want to try to do it with this because that's how you break your soap cutter, which I have done. Yeah. I had to, yeah that's, <laughs> we went to the guitar store to buy strings. They're like, Oh, what do you need? And I was like, um, it's for a soap cutter. And, uh, <laughs> One of the one of the girls that worked there was like, oh, here, I've got stuff you can use. She apparently <laughs> had used it for soap before, so it was good. Oh, that's funny. So what is your favorite? I mean, if you go to the website, there's about how many different soaps do you have? Oh, gosh. Um, I probably right now have like 15, maybe. Yeah, there's quite a few when I saw and that one you held up a minute ago, I saw I think you posted it on Facebook, maybe this morning, I just I just posted it this morning, because it's yeah, I saw that during tomorrow, so I can, you know, start selling it. Um, yeah. So, so what, what's your favorite? What are your favorite colors to work with? You got such a palette of colors, in the um, different soaps. You know, my favorite colors are always going to be purples and greens. Um, but I really like, you know, this, the peach one that I showed you with all those natural colors. I really like that too. I think more so than having a favorite color. I just have like least favorites. And so I don't use a lot of red. Um, and, and also because red dyes are really tough for soap. Um, the micas that we use often don't come out red, they come out pink. Um, and the ones that do come out red tend to bleed when you wash with them. If you've ever used like a charcoal soap and you get that gray lather, if you use a really bright red soap, you're very likely to get a red lather. So it doesn't stain, but it it's like, do you really want that red everywhere? You know, constantly having to rinse it down the drain. So no, no, I don't think you would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my all time favorite color that I've ever bought or used is this one. It, and I used it in the soap that I made for you. It's kind of mm. off camera. It's kind of hard to see. It is a really bright neon orange. And I think mostly I love it so much because it's called Brazen Hussy. And I just think that name is hilarious, but it's by far, it's just so versatile. There's a soap on my website called Peachy Keen that has like layers and that's, I use that color in it and it looks completely different because I, I, I whitened it up a little bit. But, um, and then I've also used it in other soaps where I've left it neon and it just is such a versatile color and it's fun to use. Oh, it's gorgeous. It looks like it has a little bit of like a, a a, like a bright yellow through it's it too? Mostly, is it really kind of like that fluorescent -y, I don't know if you can see on my watch band here. It's like yeah, yeah. that color. So it's like a very salmon-y fluorescent. Yeah, it's kind of the and back of my cell phone. Yes, yes. Except there we go. Yeah. So it's kind of like between a fluorescent pink and a fluorescent orange. It's like, I call it like fluorescent coral. It's got a very, it's just a beautiful, beautiful color. So when you, when you mix the colors, when you first talked about it, I was thinking... God, you know, you start to mix colors, it's all going to become one weird, but they all seem to keep their integrity of their own color and just kind of yeah, layer so, them through as you. Right. So I actually, it's kind of, it is exactly like what you would do with baking. If you wanted to make like a marble cake, you, you mix, you have two different batters that you mix together, that you swirl them together. So I will take my master batch of soap that I've made and I'll split that off and mix the colors that I want for the purpose that I'm doing. So for like this one, I had three colors. You kind of, I don't know if you can see that it has a purple, it has a dark brown and it has a, uh, an off-white. 
and um, I I poured a little of the off-white in and then went back and poured in some purple, some brown, and kind of did back and forth with that to get that swirl. Um, whereas a soap like this, I have to sculpt this bottom layer to give it this shape. So for the cat ears, it's I've got a little like tool that scrapes, kind of combs the soap away. Um, and so these are separate batches also. And then this is made beforehand in a little mold that's a long like cane a heart-shaped soap that I pour the, the, the soap into that and have to wait for it to set up before I can use it. So it just depends, but essentially you're making, you're mixing separate batters um, to, to do individual colors. Yeah, the, the, the kitty one is almost like a puzzle. Kind of, I like this is, I let this, and I've got, a, I've got a video on this I can give you, that I can give you a link to on how I do these, but I wait for this to set up a little bit so that it's like, um, soap that can be sculpted is roughly the consistency of um, ice cream that's that's so just soft enough to scoop. So it's going to be it'll hold its shape when you when you when you sculpt it, and then I take the rest of my batter that's been colored with this teal while it's still really fluid, more like um, pudding before it cools, and then I pour that all over the top of it and it fills in all that space, and then when I cut it. I can stamp it to get the. Can you do shapes? I mean, I see you have a lots of bars. Really, I can do anything if I have a mold to do it in um, with my honey stuff, because the mold I use that has that honeycomb pattern on it, it's a little smaller than my standard mold. So I always do these little guest soap sizes. And so my little mold has a honeycomb and a little bee hexagon oh, shape that I can use. And then those I can, you know, I can package and sell those as like, you know, hand soap for by your kitchen sink, you know? And um, I, uh, so any, if any mold that I, that I can get, I can make soap in that shape. Any, any silicone mold that you can use for baking, you can use for soap making. Um, and quite honestly, that mold that I have for the bees, I think is a baking mold. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's great. Like I said, it is so much like baking. You would, you wouldn't, you would be surprised how much it is with the exception of, I use, have to use a toxic chemical that can burn your skin. That's the only real difference. You can't eat it. I think I saw that you were going to start making dish soap. I am. I did. I have, the, see, I have all this stuff. I'm sitting, I'm literally sitting in my soap studio to do this because it has the good lighting. Um, but I started doing solid dish soap, which you get a little scrubber and you scrub that up and it makes a really good lather. Um, this is made with um, a lot of coconut oil because coconut oil is one of the more cleansing oils you can use in a, in a handmade soap. Um, it, it really cuts through grease a lot. And then it also has lime juice and citric acid in it, which will also keep, which will also help you cut through grease. Because uh. I am so sick of all the plastic bottles that like we don't even, I haven't drunk bottled water in years. I I'm really aware of buying in, in bulk when I can so that I'm buying one big laundry detergent jug instead of four little ones, you know? So I try to do that and reuse things as much as I can. Um, but, you know, when you make your own soap, it's kind of hard to rationalize buying liquid soap in a plastic thing or, you know, buying liquid dish soap. Um, you know, I'll still keep some liquid around, I think, for if you got really tough, tough grease you know, the stuff you would want to use like a Dawn for because it really cuts through the grease, you know, you might still want to keep that around just in case. Um, but that for everyday dishwashing, um, the stuff that can't go in your dishwasher, it's, it works just great. Oh, and nice. So you just, like you say, you just have it on the, this, the, the side of the sink and then you have a brush, you just. 
Yeah, we have a little like it's almost like it looks like a little ramekin kind of. So it's a little dish and then a little little soap, little scrubber, you know, with like um, you know, the ones that are on the handle that have they look like almost like a mini toilet brush kind of thing. Yes. Like that. You can just use those. Um, they you know, and you can you can look for them online. I got mine from Grove, I think. Um and uh they just I mean, I don't know, it just seems like so much more economical. You know, we haven't we haven't bought soap in gosh, almost a year now because of all the soap I've been making and my husband goes through soaps. I mean, I, you know, this you're married, like men, for whatever reason, like to soap every square inch of their body and, and multiple times. And my husband never takes a shower less than 30 minutes, no matter if he showered an hour ago or three weeks ago, like he's just going to spend that much time in there. Yeah. And, um, and he can go through a bar of soap like that. And so knowing what, how, how, how I can, and honestly, the soap that he's using right now is something I did where I took scraps from my soap. Cause I, when I bevel the edges, you know, I've got these little scrap shavings everywhere that, um, you know, you can't really do much with, you don't want to throw them away. So I re rebatched it using a crock pot, heated it up, melted some of it down, made soap. And so he's, he's showering with soap I made from scraps. So I don't even waste that anymore. Okay. Let's talk smells. I love the way the soap smell. My kids ordered some, I can't remember which ones they ordered, but I was sniffing each one before I was handing them over reluctantly. What do you add to make it smell? So there's a couple of things. Um, it, there's two ways that you can scent a soap. One is to use essential oil, which, which a lot of people really love because it's very natural. It's distilled down from the actual plants that they come from, which is great. Um, the issue that I have with a lot of essential oils is they don't really retain their scent very well in cold process soap, which is what I do. So um, I use fragrance oils, which are essentially a perfume oil. They're, you know, they can be very overpowering. I try to kind of balance the, okay, the scent's going to last a while, but it's not going to knock you out when you go to, when you go to use it, you know, you're not going to get a headache instantly, like, you know, you're behind somebody you're like walking past the perfume counter at the mall and they spray you and you're like oh, oh god yeah <clears throat> and um i so far i've stuck to scents that i enjoy just because i i have a very sensitive nose and so i know that the things that will be overpowering to me will be overpowering to some people as well um but i also do a few that are on i have an unscented version of my honey soap um what else did I do that was unscented? Oh, my charcoal soap is unscented because I, I did just, a, I, and I've done a, and I've also done a, a Castile soap that is still curing because that takes a long time um, that doesn't have a scent either. So, I, you know, I don't have to put scents in, but I, I like that. I think that's part of the fun. You know, all soap will get you clean. Mine's meant to just be a little more fun. Yeah. The charcoal soap, is that kind of like lava soap? Mm-hmm. Where it just, you know, sometimes you just get, you, you're so greasy. Mm-hmm or turpentine or whatever, and you just can't get that, that's that stuff off you. And so I know growing up, we always had a bar of lava soap and a little, little box thing. So it's probably something that every household should have. Yeah, that bar of charcoal soap as a just in case when you need it. Yeah, charcoal, um, you know, technically, the only thing that soap can do is get you clean. However, there is anecdotal evidence that shows that a lot of additives to it, like charcoal, like honey, can do certain things for the skin. Um, honey, of course, is, is known to be very soothing. Um, and, and especially since I add colloidal oatmeal, those things are, are known to be ingredients that people will often use um, that are into you know natural treatments for things and herbal remedies. They'll use that stuff um, to, to soothe their skin. And then charcoal, 
um, you know, can be good for um, acne and things like that. That said, legally, soap can only get you clean. <laughs> but yes, there are a lot of things you can add that um, that people will swear by for for home remedies and. I, I personally, I believe that those things are true. Um, there are things that for our skin are just, and I can feel like I can feel it when I use the honey soap. That is a smoother, creamier lather than my other soaps. It's got more what they call slip to it. A lot of that's from the sugar in the honey. But you know, anytime you're adding an additional ingredient, it is going to change the way the soap performs. You know, I can add certain oils that will make it more bubbly, oils that will make it more cleansing oils that will make it softer soap, you know, so there's a lot of a lot of different things you can do that will affect the end result. And the lathers from some of the oils that I use, but also from the sugar and the honey, sugar will make a soap. If you add, even if you just added plain, you know, white sugar to a soap, it's going to make the lather increase a little bit. Nice. Okay. How about lemon? Would lemon work as a scent? Lemon works great as a scent, um, as long as it doesn't tend to hold very well as an essential oil, but it can. Um, a lot of what you can do with essential oils, and again, I haven't played with them much. For one thing, essential oils are really expensive um, because of the way they're made. But um, so I didn't do any experimenting with it. I think it would be a very purposeful thing if I went and did this. But a lot of times when people use essential oils in their soap, they will anchor the scent with by using clay. They'll use um, certain types like kaolin clay in the soap, which, um, which will also help with a little bit of slip. It'll make a creamier soap, but it will help with scent retention. But again, I don't, I don't, since I don't use essential oils really, um, I mean, some of the fragrances I use have essential oil in them, but I like to pick scents that I know are going to last. That if I say to someone, this soap smells like lavender or this soap smells like cucumber lime, then when they get it home, it's still going to smell like that if I made it a month ago or six months ago. I try to, I do a lot of fruit, like citrus and light summery fruits, like peaches and apples and things like that. Well, apples aren't a summer fruit, but you get what I'm saying. But I try to do that. And then I don't go into the really deep florals. I'll do musky things. I'll do sweet florals and I'll do, you know, um, fruit scent kind of things. And then I try to stay away from, you know, like a lot of the rose and magnolia and stuff like that, because that's the stuff for me that's pretty triggering. And it's the stuff to me that smells the most perfumey. They're beautiful scents, but they can be very overwhelming. And so I haven't kind of veered into that as I'm hesitant to buy those fragrances because of that. I don't want to be around it all day when I'm making it. You know, I'm exposed to 10 times the amount of fragrance when I make a batch of soap that you are when you're using it. Have you thought about making your own fragrances or making your own, I don't know, what's involved with essential oils? I actually make my own blends. I don't make my own fragrances, but the soap that I made for you is a custom blend. I don't, um, that is not just one fragrance oil. That's a, a couple that I've mixed together to make that. Um, and it has wonderful of cucumber, lime, I think basil and mint are also in there. Um, and I always tell people, it's like, if you like cucumber melon um, from Bath and Body Works, you're gonna like that, but it's not as sweet as that scent because it doesn't have the melon in it. It's got more green light scents to it. It's really lime and cucumber heavy. It does not overwhelm, which is really nice. Sometimes, you know, you, you sniff and you go, <clears throat> and you have to kind of cough and, and back away and fan the room, but, but no, I mean, they're, they're really, the scents are really great. So tell people, they can, people can go watch your YouTube videos to watch you making soap. And I highly recommend going to watch her YouTube channel. Uh, she, she, she does them really well. You really get drawn in. They're what, uh, 
20 minutes, something like Most that. Of them, yeah. I've got one coming up. That's a little bit longer. Cause I did three batches at once. I was challenging myself. Um, but yeah, on average, I'd say they're about 20 to 25 minutes. I've got a few shorter ones, but trying to, I'm trying to be regular about it. So. Oh, I think that's a good idea. You know, and people know they can watch them and then they, they they can grab, they can buy the soap that they watched you make, mm -hmm. Yeah, which is very cool. So tell them I'm where they can find it that way. So like the soap that I just released today, this, la this, uh, I think it's called luscious lavender. I just, um, the video goes up on YouTube tomorrow. So nice, nice. And then in relation to when you post it, but it's literally like, that's how I like to time it to where it's available for sale when the video goes up. So yeah, this will air um, next week. My calendar's wrong, of course, whatever <laughs> next week is. And, uh, and it'll be way into the future for everybody else. So that one may not be in stock, but you will find lots of great soaps on Carrie's website. So tell them uh, where they can find the YouTube channel and where they can find your soap. I don't think we mentioned the soap company name. We didn't. Um, my company is the Gilded Bubble. Gilded as in fake gold. <laughs> uh, it was kind of my way of saying like, I want to make pretty soap, um, but I, I it, it can be pretty without having to be perfect, right? It can, it can, it can be that fun level of, you know, you get a little decorative soap, but you're not afraid to use it because it's pretty, but it's not, you know, the like most perfect soap you've ever seen. So that was my goal with it. Um, and so my website is thegildedbubble.com. And uh, I'm also the Gilded Bubble on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Like if you look for me anywhere, it, it comes up. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just having a lot of fun with it. Like I find soap making so relaxing. Everything about it, except for washing the dishes is really fun. Thanks, Carrie. If you'd like to check out her soap company, The Gilded Bubble, just drop down to the show notes and click on that name, The Gilded Bubble. It'll take you to her company's website and she has lots of great soaps to choose from. If you would like to comment on tonight's show, just go down to that comment link. It will take you over to the YouTube channel and all the comments will be in one place and then I can see them and answer them. So I will see you next time. Go read a good book. 